Glory be to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. A lot happening today, isn't it? Well, on the day of Pentecost, almost 2,000 years ago, a lot happened as well. 120 people, 120 disciples were gathered in a room, and they were praying and waiting. They were cowering in fear that the Roman army would find them. They were, after all, the followers of Jesus, who the Romans had crucified only days before. The same Jesus raised from the dead had told them that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit would come upon them. And his word was true. Pentecost, or Shuvayot, is a Jewish holiday, holy day, a day that celebrates the giving of the Torah to Moses on Mount Sinai. It celebrates the season of the harvest. It is a day of first fruits. Jewish pilgrims from all over the known world would travel to Jerusalem to celebrate God's blessing with one another. That particular year, however, Pentecost would take on a new meaning. It was the day God the Father sent the Advocate, the Spirit of Truth. It was a day the disciples had inadvertently asked for when they felt the need to see God. When the Holy Spirit descended on those in the upper room, everything changed. They finally discovered what it meant to see. They began to realize what Jesus meant when he told them that he and, the God, he and God the Father are one. And they began to understand that they would do greater things than Jesus because the power of God had come upon them. There were tongues of fire, sounds of rushing wind, and miracles of unknown languages being spoken and understood. Those disciples rushed out onto the streets with a message infused with new life. It was the day that a guilt-ridden Peter, who had denied Jesus only a few weeks before, stood before crowds to preach a simple message of salvation through Christ. Empowered by the Spirit, his words inspired 3,000 souls to become believers that day. With this newly imparted power, the church was off and running. On Pentecost Day, we celebrate the birth of the church, a day in which we understand that God causes miracles for those who have hope and faith and those who seek the truth and are open to it. The story of Pentecost found in Acts is the beginning of God's kingdom. It is a day of reversal, though, for many human attempts to do what only God can. God can only unite people in one purpose. In the Genesis reading today, read in French, we have the story of the Tower of Babel a human attempt at building an empire that reaches to the heavens. It's a wonderful story to examine, and there are many parallels of the stories of that story in the stories of empire building in world history. But the story 
the Babel story ends as do all empires of human effort with a fall. The fall of the Tower of Babel happens because of arrogance in the face of truth, a pride that prevents people from seeing and understanding each other, a hubris that leads to the ascension of some by the oppression of others. The story of Pentecost acknowledges that God, only God, can unite people of different languages, experiences, and perspectives through the power of God's Spirit of truth as people follow the way of Jesus, the way of love. I think that's the most important insight for us on this day. And it comes in the gospel, and it comes at for the answering, in the answering of a request of Philip to Jesus. Je Philip simply asked Jesus, show us the Father. Philip then adds, and this will be enough for us. In my mind, it is a question that I've been asking over the past two weeks and longer. In the midst of gun shooting, school violence, conversations on race, abortion issues, and even personal tragedies involving loss of life, even in our own homes. Show us the Father. Show us God is a plea, a prayer asking Jesus to show us the way to manage, the way to deal with these challenges the way to deal with these challenges so that we might find a place of peace and hope for all of us. Let me give you the context for Philip's request. Jesus was preparing his disciples for his departure. He was about to go to the cross and death. For the past three and a half years, he's lived and taught his disciples all they knew about God. And in the passage before today's passage, he announces to them that he's going to the Father to prepare a place for them. They aren't able to grasp at what he's trying to tell them. Thomas, you know, doubting Thomas, told him that they couldn't follow him because they didn't know where he was going. And Jesus replies by telling him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thomas, if you really knew me, you will know my father as well. It was at that anxious moment when Thomas and Philip and the other disciples started to understand, and perhaps not even fully, that Jesus was their access to God. And even though this Jesus was not going to be there physically, they had learned all they needed to in order to live, to live as a community of joy and hope. You see, my friends, the good news today is that God has shown us the way to be in a confusing world. God has shown us how to act, and it is in love. Love led by the Holy Spirit that helps us to see the truth of our situation. And God has given us a vision of hope. 
We see this at the beginning, beginnings of the Acts of the Apostles on Pentecost Day. It's a vision that recognizes that people of different origins, perspectives, experiences, opinions can find a way to be united. But they need to speak a lingua franca, a common language, a common language that connects them and helps them to see each other in truth, a language of love. But the human condition is that we don't believe that we're equipped to deal with the challenges of life. We believe that our challenges will divide us, that the gaps between people in our community are too great to bridge. And this feeling is embedded in Philip's request. Show us what God wants us to do. Show us how to be. Show us how to live. Show us how to live and act among all these complex challenges. Friends, amid all these challenges, I invite you to have faith in what God has shown us through Jesus Christ. The way that he shows us is a way of love, which means to see truthfully the issues before us and even more clearly, the people who hold on to those issues, the people who are affected by those issues, to see and understand people and not just see issues. You know, I have a great gift. All priests have this. We get to be on the other side of that rail, that rail in which people come from in churches all over the world and they come and they're all different people. Some are rich, some are poor, some are of different races, some of different perspectives, but they all come. And they all come to receive the nourishment of God. Our gift, the gift of priests, is that we get to see that. And we get to see that everyone who comes on that rail, no matter what position they hold, is a child of God. If we treat each other with the way, through the way of love, treating each other as people and children of God, then we will find a way through the complex issues of our lives. Today is Pentecost Day, and we are doing many firsts today. Today, we will be baptizing another first in a long time. On this day, we'll be baptizing Penelope Ann, Charlotte Grace, and Daniela Lee Borman, triplets. Alicia and Dan, their parents, along with their godparents and grandparents, and the whole family chose this day to baptize these three young girls. They will be taught in this place in this church of hope and joy. They will learn of God's dream of Pentecost. They will learn in this place the way of Jesus and the work of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in the world and in their lives. May they and we 
all be blessed to see and participate in this work of God always. Amen. Amen.